0: And welcome to the Real Money Show, the number 187787. As always, it is guildhallwealth.com. Information on the website, how to attain the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit. How to uh, invest in your RSP, TFSA, RESP, Lift, RIF, Lear, all those things uh, available for uh, for uh, the information on the website as well. The e store in the top right corner to start investing from home. And I want to mention this as well. the uh, The offer is back for every five thousand dollars US invested in an RSP account. You will get a gram of gold courtesy. Of Guildhall, Darren. Let's uh, let's get it started with a, a review. A week that was, if you will. What a
1: great week, John! Unbelievable in the gold and silver market. As I sit here on Thursday and tape this show, you know already if you're a listener, regular listener to the show, that gold has confirmed a breakout, also supported by analysts around the globe, and we are waiting for silver to confirm that same breakout. We're looking for sixteen forty an ounce in silver. Mm. Today was a great day, John. As we tape on Thursday, on the heels of the Fed's kind of somewhat bearish forecast for the economic growth of the U.S. economy on Wednesday, we saw both the gold and silver market take off. Yesterday, both gold and silver were up a 1.5%, which was Wednesday. And as we tape this show on Thursday, again, both metals up another 1% and a half percent so silver trading at a key range right now of about sixteen dollars an ounce and we need to see about sixteen forty to confirm uh, the breakout and it comes on the heels of a very exciting announcement we made, which is today's interview, which is with Chris Powell of GATA, the Gold Antitrust Committee. And this is a significant interview for Canadian uh, listeners, especially because this is a gentleman who is right at the forefront in the entire world uh, as it relates to manipulation in the gold market. A lot of what he's going to be talking about on today's show will relate also to the silver market and we have the pleasure of having here at the real money show so very exciting but i'll tell you john right now what's happening is that there's global fears creeping in uh, on the federal reserve after their discussion on wednesday the fed on wednesday said it's not going to raise its key interest rate as expected they also cut its forecast for u.s economic growth and inflation and significantly lowered their estimate for the number of rate hikes in 2016 as we said on this very show uh, at the end of last year as well as the beginning of this year, we didn't expect those rate hikes to come along this year as they had touted. Mm-hmm. We didn't expect there to be economic strength, and what you're seeing right now is a flee to safe haven, a risk on assets like gold and silver. The Fed's committee led by chair uh, Janet Yellen had estimated in December that the economy would grow about 2.4% in the U.S. this year and it would raise rates four times. Then stock markets became volatile, oil prices fell in fears of U.S. recession were magnified in both january and early february and now the fed is basically just dialing back those expectations yellen and other fed leaders are only calling for about two rate hikes this year the fed also dimmed its economic growth outlook for the year to 2.2 percent compared with 2.4 percent previously those cuts basically reflect concerns about how much the slowdown is impacting american growth we've maintained since day one that people don't turn to quality assets like gold or silver or natural fancy colored diamonds, unless there is a problem somewhere in the world, John. And once you see the, since the turn of the new year, concerns about global economic prospects, they've led to increased market volatility and tighter financial conditions in the United States. And this is exactly what Yellen was telling everybody. The Fed also emphasized that any future rate increases will likely be gradual moves. She emphasized that, and I quote, policy is not a preset course. And this is just an open-ended way of saying, it doesn't matter what we said back in December. We can say anything we want. We're the damn Fed. And so as it relates to the marketplace, they'll say, it tells us, they'll say anything they need to at the time in order to try and boost economic growth. However, you must come to a realization that when all cylinders are not firing on full, you do not have the firepower to work with. And that's exactly what we're seeing around the world the amount of money printing, the amount of shenanigans we witnessed in the economic uh, in the economic space has just basically resulted in a complete and utter amount of chaos the world over. The only people investing in these markets, John, between you and me, I see it every day, and the only people really investing in the stock market heavily yeah. are the feds themselves at the peril of the US public because any debt that they create is obviously got to be paid out by the American public and the banks themselves. So central bankers are being pushed for these low interest rate loans are taking to reinvest in their own companies, buying back their own stocks, investing in a stock market which is going nowhere because it's not being driven by good uh, solid folks who are hardworking people looking to get ahead. We're not diversifying our portfolios by getting into the stock market and jumping ahead. We're just not at that point. And when you recognize that, you recognize the type of asset that you need to protect yourself, and that's gold and silver. So I want to pass it over to you, John, to give some numbers out to your audience. Get in the physical bullion market. That's what we're going to be talking about this show. It's a big show on manipulation. We're excited to have Chris Powell, and we're going to have him here in just a moment.
0: Chris Powell is coming up. In the meantime, the number to take down is one silver and online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, and all the information you need how to uh, start investing in your registered plans and as well the e-store in the top right corner and uh, the special is back as well for every five thousand dollars u.s invested in rsp account you'll receive a one gram of gold courtesy of guildhall the interview and lots more of the real money show coming up talk radio m640 real money show right here one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com Darren.
1: well before we get started with chris powell i want to remind people there is an awesome opportunity out there if you are looking to get diversified If you have an existing RSP, a Lira account, an RESP that you'd like to have put into gold or silver, or you'd like to start a new uh, RESP, RSP, any type of registered account with gold or silver. The opportunity to do so is right in front of you with guildhall it's physical gold so if you're looking to invest whether it's to take that product home whether it's to store it with our firm whether it's to put it into a registered account the opportunity is there it's staring you down and with these markets moving like they can we are certain to see some very big growth in gold and silver over the next 24 months which would be a very big change for a lot of people given that the most people we talk to, the more people that uh, we find out are having a hard time making an honest buck in these very, very tumultuous markets. So that's an opportunity for you. Get into this market. Every 5,000 US you spend with our firm is one free gram of gold to you as an investor. We have the TFSA option. We have the RSP option, Liras, RESPs, RIFs. Uh, lifts, and of course, if you want to find out more about how to own physical gold and silver, it's as simple as dialing the numbers John gave out, going to our website, guildhallwealth.com. And of course, right now, I'd like to pass it over to John. We're going to introduce this uh, gentleman, Chris Powell from GATA.
0: Yeah, you bet, Darren. Chris Powell, Secretary and Treasurer, Director of GATA. That's the Gold Antitrust Action Committee. Mr. Powell is also the uh, Managing Editor of the Journal Inquirer daily newspaper in Manchester where he's worked since graduating from high school back in 67. He writes a political column, or at least a political column, rather, published in newspapers throughout Connecticut and the Providence Journal in Rhode Island. He's a member of the Board of Directors of the Connecticut Council on Freedom of Information and was its legislative chairman for many years. He's also a member of the Connecticut, Manchester, and Vernon Historical Societies and the historical preservation group called Connecticut Landmarks. He was a Republican nominee for the state senator and Connecticut's 4th Senate District in 1992. That is a resume, Darren. Well,
1: welcome, Chris, to The Real Money Show. And uh, Chris, I know that we have been talking at length about... manipulation for many years here in The Real Money Show and never really delved into the topic. So for our listeners, we're excited to have you here. GATA represents among the foremost uh, in the world in terms of knowledge about the gold market. We're excited to uh, get your feedback and I think I'm going to ask my first question. I read an amazingly interesting quote recently from you, Chris, in which you stated the following, if I had to bet, I would bet my life that virtually every major central bank in the world right now is a participant in the gold price suppression scheme, preparing for some sort of international currency reset, whose timetable has not been made known to us. If you're controlling the gold price, you're controlling the price of all currencies. And if you can control the price of all currencies, you run the world. With that in mind, which is a gigantic quote, a lot to swallow, can you introduce our listeners to the concept of manipulation in the gold markets and comment on just how much the public at large really knows about this gold manipulation?
2: Well, the the public probably knows very little because the subject is uh, essentially a prohibited subject uh, in the Western financial uh, news media. Uh, It's uh, very bad for business all, all the way around, but Uh, The uh, manipulation of the gold market is is nothing new, and it's not even conspiracy theory. It's just uh, age-old government policy. Uh, Governments uh, began manipulating the gold market uh, with the the gold standard, uh, which is really a couple centuries uh, ago. Uh, They continued manipulating the gold market uh, with something that was called the London Gold Pool in the 1960s, which was a scheme of... uh, Coordinated dishoarding of gold reserves by Western central banks uh, through the gold market in London. This was all done in the open. The objective was to hold the gold price to 35 U.S. dollars uh, per ounce. It used to be done in the open. Now it's done surreptitiously because central banks are losing too much of their gold reserves and manipulating the the gold market uh, openly and in the honest way. Uh, they do it now through derivatives and uh, short sales and uh, high frequency trading, things like that, that, uh, we can go into if you'd, you'd like. But uh, this is longstanding, uh, government policy. It is undertaken, uh, because gold is the determinant of the value of government currencies. It's a determinant of interest rates and the price of, of government bonds. Um, and since it is a determinant of those, those things that governments feel obliged to protect, governments have to, to rig the, uh, the gold market. To, to give off false signals to uh, the the other markets to support their own currencies and to support their uh, government bond prices and control interest rates. The problem is that uh, in the long run, this market rigging ends up destroying free markets everywhere, not just the gold market, but it destroys uh, free markets and and currencies and bonds and, and equities and if you believe, as many of us have got to do. That uh, free markets are uh, the great uh, instrument of uh, human progress, then uh, this market rigging is uh, impairing human progress
1: well that 's a lot to take in at first, and I think I'd like to break it down by asking a second question that delves a little further into one particular part of the manipulation, and that is central banks, rather than asking how long central banks have been involved, maybe you could shed a little bit of light on not only how long they've been part of this process, but to what extent they play a role in helping to do this?
2: Well, central banks uh, do this in a, well, a few ways. They've, they've been trading directly in the gold market. They've been not only uh, buying and selling, um, mostly selling gold in, in, in recent years, but they've been underwriting uh, the uh, uh, issuance of, of gold short positions by investment banks, which function as central bank uh, agents. Uh, that is, they they sell promises of, of delivery and of gold in the future that are never really delivered uh, because people who buy futures contracts for gold seldom take delivery. They they think they're leaving their gold on deposit with their investment banks, but the investment banks really don't have the gold either. They just have claims on gold uh, that's held by central banks. Um, central banks are, you know, basically providing gold credits uh, to markets that are are run by investment banks and 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 bullion banks, and this creates a vast Imaginary supply of gold around the world, uh, uh, the certificate gold, what we call paper gold, uh, and because it increases the imaginary supply of gold, it keeps the gold price down. And if the gold price is, is under control, then governments can safely inflate their currencies. They can. Uh, you know, sell more bonds than uh, they might do in uh, with a responsible government, um, and they can basically uh, give off false market signals and and uh, and deceive the markets. But central banks basically are underwriting a vast imaginary supply of of gold. Uh, they're trading in the market in the futures market uh, secretly, and there's all sorts of admissions of this, uh, Darren. Uh, the executive director of the Austrian Central Bank actually gave an interview back in October in which he, he said central banks are, are intervening secretly in the gold market. The director of operations uh, of the Bank de France, Alexander Gautier, gave a speech to the London Bullion Market Association a couple years ago in which he said the Bank de France is trading gold secretly uh, for its own account and the account of, of other central banks. What he said was nearly every day or nearly on a daily basis, I guess, um, the uh, Bank for International Settlements, which is the central bank of the central banks it's uh, headquartered in Basel, Switzerland, um, acknowledges in its annual reports that it is the gold broker for its member central banks that is secretly trading gold uh, and gold derivatives, options, futures for its member central banks uh, all the time. So this, this trading is well documented if you know where to look. Uh, but. Uh, it, it just simply cannot be examined in the Western financial press because it would just give the whole game away about the uh, the rigging of the markets by central banks. In fact, this rigging has gone so far, Darren, uh, in recent years that uh, uh, the uh, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and the uh, uh, U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission have on file documents from CME Group, which is the operator of all the major futures exchanges in the United States showing that uh, central banks and governments are getting volume discounts for secretly trading all U.S. financial futures markets and all uh, U.S. Uh, commodity futures markets. Um, now, you can't trade against a central bank. Central banks create infinite uh, amounts of money, and if central banks are trading the market, uh, well, there is no market there. Uh, so, this this market rigging, this intervention by central banks, involves not only the uh, the gold market, which is amply documented by central bank documents and central banker statements, it's, it's now extended into all the commodity markets according to the documents on file at the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission here in the United States.
1: It almost seems as though the more they get away with, the more they figure out that nobody's paying attention, so you might as well just keep going. It's the yeah, feeling well, we get the, the, sometimes. The
2: problem is one one intervention causes dislocations in the market uh, that uh, require other interventions to patch up, and it just it just gets gets out of hand. You can't meddle with one market without creating problems in other markets, and uh, they've just gotten so deep into it now that they're 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 secretly trading in in all markets. And I know this may sound fantastic to people who've not. Uh, examine the issue before. I can only beg them to look at the documentation that God has collected. This is all material out of official government archives. It's public statements uh, made by uh, central bankers, much of it very, very recent, contemporaneous, uh, and to, to urge people to, to put questions to, uh, to central bankers and, and government officials, treasury officials, as to what they're doing in the markets. If uh, Uh, They put those questions to the government officials and the central bankers. I think they will find, as we have found, uh, that the door will be very quickly slammed in their face.
1: I think that you're right about that, but I think that it's important to encourage people to still educate themselves and to do that. So we will do that and certainly follow up with all of the information post-interview on GATA and uh, get them over there. I have an interesting question that kind of stems from what you were just discussing. If we look at just the futures market as an example of of a place where uh, pricing mechanism could be rigged, and we look at what has often been a topic of great discussion, debate among analysts, especially uh, here, we've we've talked about it at length, in trying to encourage those that would participate in the futures market to actually try and take delivery of gold, We've often heard about extreme premiums being paid to help uh, encourage, shall we say, futures holders to avoid taking delivery. But is there any truth to the idea that if even four or five or maybe more percent of futures holders took or stood for delivery in any given month, that there could be a very significant shortfall in terms of the physical amount of gold available?
2: It's, it's possible, Darren. Uh, it's just what we do not know is how much more real metal uh, the central banks that are involved in the market manipulation are willing to lose in uh, the gold price manipulation scheme. Um, you know, if you you look at the uh, New York Commodities Exchange uh, uh, figures, uh, you'll, you'll see uh, how many uh, ounces are outstanding in the contracts that have been sold and you'll see how much uh, gold has been deposited in COMEX vaults that is uh, quickly available for delivery and you'll see that there's a great imbalance there, that uh, uh, there are many, many, many more ounces uh, committed in uh, long contracts than there is gold uh, available to uh, deliver upon those contracts in COMEX vaults. I don't think those figures uh, mean too much. The imbalance is, is interesting, but what we don't know is how much gold is Uh, still available in central bank vaults to make good on those COMEX contracts in case anybody wanted to to pull a short squeeze in the futures markets. Uh, I don't really pay an awful lot of attention anymore to uh, uh, the uh, COMEX uh, figures because I I just don't think they mean anything uh, without adding the context of how much gold central banks are ready to add Uh, to the delivery process at a moment's notice. Uh, The uh, uh, line I've been using for many years is that uh, the uh, uh, true location and disposition of central bank gold reserves uh, are secrets far, far more sensitive than the uh, location and disposition of nuclear weapons.
1: I read that article more recently, I think at the tail end of last year about that, and it is an interesting concept, but I was going to say that it is seriously at the heart of, of the entire financial uh, kingdom. And for us, I think the important part of conveying that to the listening public is to understand that, uh, as go, as goes gold, so does the power. And I mean, ultimately if gold was allowed to be working in a free market, you would have such catastrophic economic, uh, problems as a result of that that you would have no way to control the currency and if you can't control the currency obviously you have a very big problem
2: yeah we we would be at great risk of democracy breaking out over over you know throughout the world if uh, uh, they lost control of the uh, the gold market uh, uh, probably uh, possibly the most interesting document that GATA has uh, unearthed over its 16 or so years uh, is the uh, uh, transcript of a meeting in U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger's office in April 1974. It's a discussion he's having with his uh, one of his deputy or assistant undersecretaries, Thomas O. Enders, about gold policy. And Enders is explaining to him uh, how the United States is uh, getting to be in a precarious position in regard to gold because uh, Western Europe has just overtaken the United States in, in gold reserves, and if Western, Un- Western, Western Europe uh, tries to bring gold back more into the financial system, the u s dollar will be will be threatened. Andrews explains to Kissinger that uh, gold is the great what he calls the reserve creating instrument, and he explains that uh, whoever has the most gold can uh, revalue gold from time to time and thereby create more monetary reserves. Uh, and that uh, if you can control the gold price, Andrews tells Kissinger, you can control the currency markets and essentially you can control all the markets in the world. Um, and Kissinger uh, realizes that, uh, that control of the gold price, control of gold is indeed control of the world and uh, he agrees that the United States policy has to be to discourage the Europeans from uh, uh, bringing gold back into the financial system in in any way because if gold is brought back into the financial system uh, and somebody other than the United States has the power to revalue gold occasionally, then the United States will lose control over the world. Now, uh, this is a fascinating, very candid document. I'm sure it was candid because the participants in the meeting, Kissinger and Enders, never expected that it would be made public and yet it is uh, still posted. Uh, on the uh, Internet site of the historian of the U.S. State Department. Uh, and just for safety's sake, of course, we've made our own copy of it and posted it on the uh, you know, Internet site. But this is an official recognition by the United States government on April 1974 that uh, control of uh, the gold prices, control of the currency markets, and control of the world, and that U.S. government policy has to be to prevent the rest of the world from uh, re-monetizing gold because then the United States will lose power over the world.
1: It's an amazing topic and it never ceases to amaze uh, even myself who's been involved in the market for a long time and ultimately I think that what they have, what central bankers in particular have done a good job of, is getting us to think differently about the value of paper versus something that's tangible or physical or holding your hand. Even yesterday, as I sat in my office, I had a client come to me and say, well, I've decided I'm going to take delivery of my gold. I have 530 ounces in certificate form, and I'm going to take delivery. I want to store the product. I said, it's great. I think you're doing a great thing. I think it's, uh, it's something you should have done a long time ago. And lo and behold, I, talk, I talked to him this morning, and guess what doesn't exist? You know? Well,
2: they are They they did refusing to deliver to him, or they tell they're they're telling him
1: that, telling him that he can take that it could take up to three months to get five hundred a lousy five hundred and thirty ounces of gold yeah. to him, up to yeah, three well, months. Who, who's
2: his counterparty? Is it a bank? Is bank. It a,
1: yes, it's a Canadian yeah, okay. one of the large one of the big four Canadian banks, uh, and that's what they're saying could take up to uh, a number of three months. And it's well, the that, second such uh, really coin.
2: Should give the game away there. That, Absolutely. Uh, uh, but you know, it has been said in our camp for many years that you know, if you if you can't hold your gold, you don't own it.
1: That's correct. We believe the same thing, Chris. Now, changing gears just slightly for a moment, on the heels of talking about how manipulation has really served to keep the price in check from time to time, and certainly over the grand scheme of things. How would you discuss the topic of uh, price growth, given that over, let's just say the time since our doors have been open since 2004, we've seen at least four significant peaks in the price of gold, taking us as high as 1900 and uh, almost $30 an ounce intraday high back in 2011. How might one explain where those significant peaks have happened what has transpired that might have allowed that to go on for an extended period of time?
2: Well, I do not have access to the trading books of the central banks and the gold market. The, of course. The Bank for International Settlements, uh, uh, you know, Bank of France, Federal Reserve, the Exchange Stabilization, Stabilization Fund here in the United States, they're, they're not going to uh, tell you or me uh, what their trades are or what the purpose of them are on, the purposes of them are on any particular day. However, if you want me to speculate, and I I try to stay away from speculation because I have such trouble getting anybody to look at the documents and and just ask the questions, and I do think the documents are sufficient enough. But if you want uh, speculation, I think it is fair speculation that uh, central banks uh, intervene against the gold price more often when they think it is in danger of getting out of the control and you can see hints of this in their statements uh, central bankers are are always saying that they support what they call orderly markets uh, which is really pretty much to say they don't support markets at all because markets are not always orderly markets can be disorderly if they really ought to be markets but central bankers purport to support uh, orderly markets um, jim rickards who uh, is uh, uh, a fund manager and geopolitical strategist, and uh, has had uh, U.S. Uh, security clearance. Uh, uh, I think uh, he's a very wise guy. He was the—I uh, don't mean wise guy. I mean, as a wise person. Uh, sure. He was the, the lawyer for Long Term Capital Management uh, when it was uh, being rescued uh, uh, by the investment banks put together by the Federal Reserve. Uh, I think Jim knows uh, where a lot of bodies are, are buried. Uh, Jim is a. Uh, uh, an author now who is on television a lot, a lot. he's selling a newsletter. Uh, his uh, position, I think, makes a lot of sense to me, and that is that uh, uh, he says the Federal Reserve right now doesn't mind if, if gold goes up, you know, gradually you know, without any commotion. But if it's ever in danger of, of going up a hundred dollars a day, something like that, then you'll then you'll get the you know central banks coming in and pounding it down. Um, so why did it uh you know sp- spike and crash uh, over the last decade or so uh, i would guess because uh central bank intervention was easing off and then the price uh, started uh, uh reverting to uh influenced by market forces and the central banks had to uh, come back in and and sell futures against it, uh, do high frequency uh, trading against it. You know, the the gold price rose pretty steadily almost at a 45 degree angle uh, from, you know, 2000 uh, uh, to, you know, know, 2010 or so. Um, And this rise in the gold price came even as central banks were announcing almost every week that they were selling gold. Now, you would expect that if central banks were selling gold or announcing selling gold every other other week or so during that decade, the gold price would be going down. so why wasn 't it going down? Uh, I argue that it probably was uh, uh, wasn 't going down that it was going up uh, because all these sales that central banks uh, were announcing were not really sales at all but rather they were cash settlement of gold leases that central banks had issued in the previous decade. And the central banks realized that they would never get their gold back uh, from the uh, uh, bullion banks to which they had leased the gold uh, without spiking the gold price. And so I think all these, these not all maybe, but you know, most of these gold sales were announced by central banks uh, in the previous decade. were Most likely just cancellation of, of, of gold leases at, a, at the market, uh, rate at the at the at the cash price. Um, no gold entered the market in these gold sales that were announced a decade ago. Right. They, were just, they were just writing off uh, leased gold so that the bullion banks did not have to return it. And I think those are the only circumstances under which the gold price could have uh, continued to rise in the face of these constant gold sales. Uh, that is only if these these gold sale announcements were, were totally fraudulent. That that was really just writing off the uh, the gold leases, and I think that's why the uh, uh, the gold price rose so steadily uh, in the first uh, decade of this uh, century, because central banks were were writing off those gold leases, realizing they could not recover the leased gold without uh, exploding the market. But sometimes. If the price starts getting out of hand, then you get the central banks coming back in the market, leasing more gold, swapping more gold, uh, selling more derivatives uh, against uh, the futures markets and uh, and controlling the price that way now you know again i don 't have their 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 trading book, but i I can refer people to the annual report of the Bank for International Settlements, which describes this activity. I can uh, refer people to the letter that got a received a few years ago from Kevin M. Warsh when he was serving on the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve, in which he acknowledged that the Federal Reserve had secret gold swap arrangements with foreign banks that it would refuse to to make public. I can refer people to the statements of various central bankers uh, that central banks are are constantly in the gold market. Uh, the uh, uh, president of uh, uh, the Bank for International Settlements uh, back in the 80s and 90s, uh, a Dutch guy who was also president of the Dutch Central Bank wrote in his, uh, his memoirs that uh, the gold price has always been suppressed at the behest of, uh, of the United States. Um, gold price suppression by uh, by the United States and, and Western Europe uh, is a constant topic in the government controlled Chinese press. Uh, This issue can be talked about in in communist China, and we know about this uh, because uh, of the uh, WikiLeaks cables that uh, were leaked uh, a few years ago, the State Department cables that that came out through WikiLeaks. Among those cables were cables from the U.S. Embassy in Beijing to the State Department in Washington. And there's a whole bunch of translations of uh, Chinese government-controlled press reports Talking about gold price suppression by the United States and Western Europe in order to uh, support the dollar and uh... weaken uh, other other currencies uh... so we know that uh... you know the chinese government knows all about it and we know that uh... the u.s government knows that the chinese government knows all about it because it was all cabled back from uh... u.s embassy in beijing to the state department of washington i mean this is a this is an open secret i mean the the, the, the these documents there and they're all over the place and i, I just wish i could get people to look at them
0: and we'll take a short break. Uh, lots more Chris Powell coming up in the meantime. Gatta.org. you want to check out the website for that, and uh, you want to invest as well uh, with Darren and the rest of the fellas over at Guildhall. It's one eight seven seven eight silver Online to guildhallwealth.com. Real Money Show continues with Chris Powell on Talk Radio AM640. And back at it with The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver 8 silver Guildhallwealth.com. We'll continue our chat now. Darren Will with Chris Powell from Gatta I think that it's a significant
1: jump in day and time when we do get a significant portion of the public looking at documents like this. I think one of the concerns I've always shared about the marketplace is that we've been brainwashed so much to avoid assets like this. Even if you go into your local bank, and we talk to hundreds of clients a month, and even when you go into your local bank, if you were to bring up the idea to a local branch manager or your financial planner, That you are thinking of investing in gold, in physical gold, and that means you're going to take it home with you, put it in a safety deposit box, put it, lock it away in your wherever you're going to put it, and it never ceases to amaze me that there there's almost never, never support for that idea from the mainstream financial institutions. Of course, ever.
2: You know those guys are in you know uh, a competitive business. Gold is is a form of money. It is potentially the most powerful powerful form of money in the world. That's why central banks are always intervening uh, against it. Uh, if, uh, I, I mean, Rickard said on CNBC uh, a few years ago that if uh, you own gold, you're fighting every central bank in the world. Well, not only that, you're, you're fighting every ordinary bank. You're fighting every investment house. Uh, you're, you're, you're threatening to, to get out of their system. Um, of, of course, the established financial institutions are, are, are going to oppose your getting out of their system. They control the current system. If you want to uh, evade their control by getting into uh, metallic currency, you are a threat to them. And uh, I think that's why, uh, or partly why anyway, uh, the uh, discussion of uh, gold price suppression is totally prohibited uh, in uh, the financial press. I mean, uh, the Globe and Mail in uh, Canada, National Post, uh, the Star, uh, uh, Business News Network in Canada, they all have these documents. I personally presented these documents to them. This is a prohibited topic. Uh, Do you think that uh, CIBC or Bank of Montreal is going to uh, you know, respond very favorably if the Globe and Mail ever does a story about Glo- about uh, gold price suppression. This is going to kill advertising. Uh, in fact, I don't know how the hell you're getting away with it.
1: Well, we uh, we we definitely are fortunate to be in a position to do it. Uh, but uh, when it comes right down to it, you know as well as I do that fiat currency still plays a role in getting things done around here. So we uh, we are fortunate enough to have this show and be able to speak to the public about this topic. And we're happy to do it. We just hope we can spread the word quickly enough that, uh, everybody gets a shot at understanding it better to that end. And I mean, speaking personally, and I, I'm not going to hold you to any forecast of any type or any analysis of where the market might be or might not be. I'm curious to know, do you feel that even if I'm not an investor that owning a little bit of gold is a good idea?
2: Well, you know, again, I'm I'm not a investment advisor. Sure. I'm really, sure. just a, a, a journalist, uh, uh, and a high school graduate, and uh, uh, but I, I I think I can say that uh, it is a tautology to say that uh, gold is a diversifier in one's portfolio. Well, of course, it's another element. It's a it's a, it's an element that uh, tends to be correlated to the opposite of the uh, the rest of financial assets. So if you want a diversifier in your portfolio, by definition, gold is one. Now, will it be a profitable uh, diversifier? It may be or may not be. Uh, I, everything I I say about gold could be right, Darren. But if uh, upon uh, uh, you know the great international currency reset or the exhaustion of central bank gold reserves. Uh, if uh, governments uh, decl- decide that they uh, want to outlaw gold possession as once was done in the United States, uh, your being right will not be very profitable. Uh, your own mining companies will not be very profitable if governments decide they want to uh, seize the uh, uh, the gold mines or if they, they want to jack up uh, the royalty requirements of, of, uh, uh, of gold mines. Uh, there are, you know... A lot of uh, improbables or uh, imponderables uh, here. My uh, my, my only advice to people over the years, Darren, has been to try to get all the uh, gold and silver they can and then find a safe planet to keep it on. And when they find it, call me.
1: That's it. Well, I wish we could find that planet. It's certainly not easy to... Uh It's not easily, uh, stored number one, without everybody knowing or getting their eyes prying all over it. And number two, uh, unfortunately in this day and age, no matter how much we spend time and effort getting good folks like yourself and Gata involved in spreading out some uh, words about manipulation and other things in the gold market, we seemingly only touch a small percentage of the investing public. And even if you look historically back in the last hundred years, every bull market that's existed, there's only been a small portion of globally managed assets that's ever come into touch either paper or physical with the gold market or silver market for that matter. But I think, um, one thing before we part today, Chris, is I want to help people to understand that our belief here at the real money show and at guild hall wealth management has been that there's been far less Uh, in the way of regulation, new regulation, or or any meaningful regulation put into the marketplace than people are actually aware of since 2008. Given that we've heard the terms Dodd-Frank and we've heard all about, uh, perhaps we've talked at length here at the show about uh, prop trading desks and and trying to make significant changes and trying to get involved with good people uh, that might have a role to play in finding more about manipulation... What, in your opinion, has, if at all, changed uh, about the way we can regulate these markets to see this manipulation?
2: Well, uh, you know, there's a very interesting law in the United States, Darren. It's called the Gold Reserve Act of 1934, and uh, as it has been amended since that time until the 1970s and to the present, uh, it now authorizes the uh, U.S. Exchange Stabilization Fund, which is an office in the U.S. Treasury Department, to trade secretly in any financial instrument in any market anywhere on the planet. That is, the United States government through the ESF is fully authorized to rig any market on the planet in secret. Uh, And I have to suspect that uh, a lot of the strange things that we see happening in the markets, the things that don't seem right, uh, are not acted against by the regulatory authorities because the real perpetrator is government, which is perfectly empowered not only in the United States but in other countries to intervene secretly in, uh, in markets. Um, now, if the United States government authorized to intervene in markets secretly and even to rig markets is acting through intermediaries, uh, through brokerage houses, uh, then the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission here in the United States and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, are totally powerless against it. I suspect they know very well what's what's going on. I mean, after all, the, the CFTC has a document saying that governments and central banks have discount trading accounts with the CME group, and the uh, CFTC's got the same document on file. The CFTC and the SEC know that governments are trading secretly in all the markets in the United States. It's perfectly legal. Market rigging is legal. Uh, I mean, it's making a sham of our democracy. It's it's enslaving uh, the rest of the world. It's really the primary mechanism of imperialism today, and Canada is very much subject to that imperialism. I mean, really, it's a it's a disgrace. Uh, I think uh, Canada is a great resource country. And if, 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 if a foreign government is controlling resource prices, uh, you know, through this secret trading, then, you know, I, it's kind of an act of war against Canada. I, I, uh, I love Canada. I've been there many times. I have many Canadian friends. And I would encourage Canadians to look into this because I think it's treason to your country.
1: As far as we can tell, and this is certainly not to the extent that GATA would be involved in the market, but as far as we can tell, if you take the difficulty with which one has in in viewing uh, how the manipulation works and functions, there are plenty of documents out there, people have to open their eyes, there's no doubt, but given that it's taken a, a huge body of uh, proactive work to put all that in a place where people can see it, uh, all the discussions you've had, all of the talks you've had, all of the interviews you've done, and how many times GAD has been at the forefront of uh, countless, uh, countless, countless seminars and things of that nature, take that and multiply it by two or three times, and that's the difficulty you have here in Canada. There exists no site in Canada that I'm aware of where one can go and find out more accurate information about what our government is actually doing, how they do spend their money, what, if anything, has been uh, been documented in terms of central bank intervention. I mean, it, it does exist. There, there certainly are uh, some bits of documentation, but it's very difficult in this country. And I mean, and it pertains and extends to a lot of topics that we discuss on the show. Uh, not only gold manipulation, metals manipulation and market manipulation, but also to things like the housing market. So really tough go here in Canada trying to get real accurate details uh, and and doesn't seem to be changing. Um, As far as how great the country is, I think you're right. It's a great country. We're your next-door neighbor, and uh, we appreciate having that partnership with you. Although our new prime minister looked quite silly with his bromance there with Obama, I don't care for that. But uh, that being said, it certainly is something that we do keep our eyes on. In the interest of time, Chris, I want to ask... Rather than focus on where gold might be in 10, 15 years, we've talked a a great deal about you today. I've talked a great deal about manipulation and how people can really, if they just want to open their eyes to this, see what's happening out there. How can people take this a step further? Tell them how to connect with GATA. uh, What can they do to support GATA and and give us those details? We're happy to pass that on.
2: Well, thank you, Darren. Uh, GATA has a pretty active Internet site. It's uh, GATA.org, Gold Antitrust Action Committee. Uh, We're a uh, a non-profit uh, tax-exempt organization here in in the United States uh, registered with the Internal Revenue Service as an educational and civil rights uh, organization. Uh, We operate really on uh, contributions from supporters, um, people if they're inclined to support our research and our our advocacy can uh, donate to us uh, through our Internet site. Uh, There's a credit card mechanism there and there's an address uh, for the uh, treasurer's office, which is my house. Um, People can make uh, donations by check if if they want. Uh, More important is that our our Internet site I think really functions uh, two big ways. Uh, first, we we send out daily dispatches to our email list. Uh, things that might be of interest to uh, uh, people uh, involved in the uh, monetary metals markets and concerned about market manipulation. You can sign up to uh, get on our daily dispatch list uh, by email. Uh, uh, and then we have uh, a, a documentation section of our internet site where we. Uh, keep all the most important uh, evidence documents of uh, of gold market rigging uh, if you look on the left column of the internet site'll you 'll see a couple of entries uh, I think at the top the first one says the basics uh, if you go into that you 'll see a uh, a summary essay that uh, that I've written, if you go down below that you'll see a general documentation file and uh, there's a lot of individual documents in that. If people wanted to get the overview, I would just recommend that they go into the uh, the basics file and just read the item at the top there, which is i guess my most recent summary speech about this that contains links to uh, uh the most important documents, and it really summarizes uh, what we're what we're talking about, I hope it's a good introduction to the to the issue. But uh, if they uh, want to get involved with us, uh, they can sign up for our dispatches in the uh, the right column of the internet site, and they can uh, uh, read what we've collected in the left column.
1: Well, with our 77 ounces of gold, the central bank in Canada we certainly have a big uh, role to play in that marketplace.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Canada is a rich country and uh, increasingly Canada is like Mexico and Peru, a rich country insisting on being poor. Uh, if uh, Canadians want to be slaves to the United States and the Western Europeans and, and China, they can be. I would encourage Canadians to to rise up and to start doing it by uh, educating themselves and, uh, and asking a few questions. I, I know people are very demoralized these days as the economy uh, sinks uh, and as the corruption of prosperity uh, worsens in North America. But uh, they would be surprised what one people can, uh, one person can can accomplish by standing up and and asking the right questions at the at the right moment. Uh, I think as Churchill said, "Never despair," and sometimes it is it is hard not to. But uh, uh, I think they would be surprised if they, they stood up and asked the right questions. They, they will find success eventually.
1: Here, here. I think you're right, Chris. And with that, I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us at The Real Money Show today. And uh, all of the good feedback we get, we'll be sure to pass along to you. We'll be posting this up for our listeners, and we'll share that link with you to share with your listeners. And uh, we hope that it won't be too long before we get the opportunity to meet again.
2: Thank you, Darren, and thanks for letting me harangue uh, you and your audience today.
1: Super. Take care, Chris. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: And got to thank once again, Chris Powell from GATA for joining us for the last couple of segments uh, the website, GATA, G-A-T-A, gata.org. You want more information? We'll take a quick break, do a quick uh, diamond segment, keep you updated on that. In the meantime, the number is one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM 640. The Real Money Show right here, one eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com. Or for the next couple of minutes, uh, guildhalldiamonds.com as well, Darren.
1: We do want to talk diamonds quickly because there's a lot happening in the marketplace. We have a Hong Kong diamond and jewelry trade shows, very two important diamond and jewelry exhibitions in uh, Asia in the first week in March, realizing increased participation from a year ago for more than 80,000 buyers attending these events. So big numbers coming to the fold. The opportunity to be investing in colored diamonds is slowly becoming mainstream and you've heard it here on our show for years. We're among the first in Canada to bring it to you. The opportunity to invest in something that's right at the forefront of explosion where you've typically only seen the very wealthy put their money. We have pinks and yellows on the website. There's a very important blue that's going up for auction that De Beers is touting an oval blue diamond expected to fetch upwards of 35 million us. Mm. And again, we're looking into this market as an extension of the hard asset market we discuss in gold and silver. All the reasons that we buy and own gold and silver are right there for diamonds as well. Uh, The buyers that went to these Hong Kong diamond and jewelry trade shows uh, at the two shows were from 147 countries and regions. The shows also attracted more than 4,300 exhibitors from over 54 countries and regions and unbelievable amount of people to get involved in this. Now, if you want to own a a diamond, it's easy picking up the phone call and finding out more about it from Guild Hall. We have, as I said earlier, pinks and yellow diamonds right now. We have a few green diamonds. We just sold the vivid green. So if you were looking for that vivid green, unfortunately, it has been sold and uh, we're waiting for that person to pick it up. It's being made into a piece. Ultimately, these are quality hard assets diamonds are things that you take home we've seen incredible gains already in the diamond industry with very few people participating i cannot tell you how excited i am john about what the future holds for colored diamonds so we didn't get a chance to talk at length today about colored diamonds but in the next week's show we're going to spend a great time talking about jewelry trends Upcoming auctions, we are getting ready for June 1st weekend in June, which is the big JCK event in Las Vegas. You know how much Paul loves his second cottage there?
0: Yes, he does. And
1: uh, we're certainly excited about the uh, entire uh, process that is going to ensue with the increase in prices, which is going to be amazing. So we had a great interview with Chris Powell. I think we're going to run the interview again next weekend as well. Uh, Just because I think a lot of people have to hear this and mark my words, what Chris was talking about could be the exact same reason we do end up seeing gold go to $10,000 an ounce. So this is an extremely important time. If you're an investor, physical gold, silver, you can get it in a registered account. You can get it in a depository. Let's end it on that note, John.
0: Busy week, and we'll wrap it until next week. And as Darren mentioned, the registered accounts, uh, the special still on for every five thousand dollars U.S. invested in an RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold, courtesy of Guildhall Precious Metal Advisor RSP. All the information you need by calling one eight seven seven eight Silver Online to GuildhallWealth This has been the Real Money Show Talk Radio AM six forty.